51 years ago, Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishman album was released. It was an instant classic. You may not know a lot of the backstory, but by the time you finish listening to this, you'll know a bucket full because with me in the Artichoke Music Cafe is the percussionist from that band. You know him. He's in the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. It's Bobby Torres, who also played with Joe Cocker at Woodstock. As you may remember, Leon Russell played a huge part in the Mad Dogs band, which was ad hoc at the time. So let's go back to 1970 and find out what life was like with the Mad Dogs and Englishmen. All I have to do is push this little chromium switch. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get to the subject at hand, shall we? Okay. Which is how, how your tape work it doesn't work. <laughs> Yes, the recorder's working fine, Bobby. Okay, I gotta spill it then, don't I? Huh? I have to have to tell the truth. <laughs> no, you know. This is take you two. Can, you can edit it. This is take two. Okay, we did this once before. It's okay. But if there's anybody on earth who can do a perfect take two, it's Bobby Torres. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Bobby, can you do that again? Can you say all that over again? I know you can. I know you can. So um, I saw I saw a piece. This was like the 51st anniversary of the Mad Dogs and Englishman tour, right? Yeah. And you were a member of the band. Yes. Have you ever heard the song, the Noel Coward song? Which one? Mad Dogs and Englishman. Vaguely, I... Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. The Japanese don't care to. The Chinese wouldn't dare to. Hindus and Argentines sleep firmly from 12 to 1, but Englishmen detest a siesta. In the Philippines, there are lovely screens to protect you from the glare. In the, in the Malay states, there are hats like plates, which the Britishers won't wear. At 12 noon, the natives swoon and no further work is done, but mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. <laughs> when did he write that? Oh, who knows? The 30s, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, if you you can find it on YouTube. I mean, you can, he's singing it. You know, when the, in 2015, Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi uh-huh. contacted me. They wanted to do a reunion of Mad Dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, and they had Leon. They had Rita Coolidge. Claudia Lanier, mm-hmm. Dan Moore, Matt Moore, Bobby Jones, Chuck Blackwell, um, and you, and me, yeah. And uh, we did a concert at the Lock and Festival in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. All all of the songs that were done at Mad Dogs, Leon singing, uh huh, and they filmed it. Yeah. They did in, interviews with everybody. Uh, Jim Kelton didn't show up, but they did an interview on him in, in L.A. Is that ever going to come out? September 30th. Wow. Yeah, September 30th. And I've seen the movie. Have you? Phenomenal. Ah, oh, wonderful. I mean. Wonderful. The thing is that they had to show uh, us doing the letter in Mad Dogs, and they go uh-huh. right into the 2015 version. Wow. And it sinks. It sinks up. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> so legend has it <laughs> that this tour was, wasn't, was sort of forced 
yeah. on Joe Cocker. What's yeah. the, what's the real story? It's true. I mean, he quit the Grease Band yeah. only because the producer told him that they weren't happening. <laughs> so they were going to go to L.A. He left England. He left me in England. And um, He left you in England? Yeah. What I do mean, you mean? He, he broke up the Grease Band and he flew huh. out of England. Yeah. Huh. So I was left there. I didn't go home with him. I was living in New York at the time. And... Um, the story is that he had the tour booked and he didn't want to do the tour and his manager told him that if he doesn't do the tour he'll break his legs and he'll never work in the United States again. Well. You know, so he had to put the tour. But his producer knew about this and he <coughs> knew that the tour had to go on. Yeah. So that's how, and they were starting Shelter Records uh-huh. and he wanted to, he, him and Danny Cordell and Leon Russell started the label. Uh-huh. And then Cordell wanted to put Leon out there and make him a star, and this was the way. Huh. But Leon, I mean, he was already well known. Sure, I mean, he did a lot of sessions, even on that. Sh- what show was he on? I forget the. Well, TV he was a member show. of the Wrecking Crew. Yes. Yeah. Yes, him and Don Randy. Yeah. Glenn Campbell. Sure. Carol Kay. Yeah. Uh, what's his? Yeah. yeah. What's the drummer's name? Uh, well, Earl Palmer was one of them. There were two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one, he just passed away. Yeah. Marty uh, something. No, I forget. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, um, so Leon asked his friends to do the tour, and it was just grew. Huh. You know, everybody just jumped on it. They started it out there, and the first gig was New York. Whoa. I had flew back, and I saw them. I said, can I be in it? They said, sure. Of course. So that's when I started with them. That's why I'm not in the picture that they took in L.A. Ah. But I'm on the, on the credits, and you see me in the movie all over the place. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So what was that? I mean, you you guys didn't have a lot of rehearsal time, did you? Well, I didn't. I just went straight in. Yeah. But I knew the songs, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. Um, Plus, it was phenomenal. Jim Gordon, Jim Keltner. Mm-hmm. You know, once I heard Keltner, we, we used to sit on the stage waiting for a certain part of the song because he would do a, a lick there. Uh-huh. And every night was a different lick. Huh? You know, me and Chuck Blackwell and Sandy Konikoff uh-huh. were watching every night. And we, oh, did you see that one? Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's. Why don't we do this? Let's let's go down. Let's let's, let's talk about all the people in the band. Uh-huh. Okay, let's go to uh, one of the. What kind of guy was Leon Russell? What kind of leader? How? What was his style? Um. Well, he led the band. Chris Stane was the original keyboard player with Joe Cocker and the uh-huh. Grease Band. Yeah. And he always led the band. Yeah. So then, when a Leon came about and then started. He started orchestrating and uh-huh. conducting the band only because they were his friends. They all the all the people were his friends. Yeah, you know. And uh, so I guess Chris felt a little outside of it, you know. But he, you know, it never was mentioned or anything like mm-hmm. that. But there was the main thing was to show 
give uh, Leon some exposure. Yeah, yeah. But to me, I mean, after the gig, he, I stayed in California. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I would stay. I stayed in Leon's house. Did you? For three months. Wow. And he didn't, he didn't charge me a, nothing. Huh. You know, hardly something because you're always doing sessions. Uh-huh. You know. And then, about eight years ago, he played the Aladdin, mm-hmm. and I went to see him. Hmm. I mean, I saw him every time he played the Aladdin. Yeah. And uh, I thanked him for letting me stay in his house. Huh. You know, I said, you know, all these years, and I really appreciated you let me stay in your house. Uh-huh. He says, you know, at one time there was a hundred and two people in one month stayed in my house. <laughs> but that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. You know. That's good to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a beautiful cat. He's a yeah. beautiful cat. Yeah. You know. You know, he had polio. When I, when we did that mad, uh, tribute to Mad Dogs with Derek and Susan, uh-huh. Chuck Blackwell was there. And the story of... Uh, Chuck Blackwell would pick him up in Tulsa for every gig and drive him to the gigs because of his polio. Wow. You know, and when we did the uh, tribute, Chuck Blackwell was there and Leon, and they were like hugging each other every five minutes. Wow. You know, really touching. It's good. To, it's really good to know that you know who 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 the good guys are. You know. Oh, I mean, because you run into bad guys a lot. Oh yeah, you know. You know, yeah, that's and, true, and, and, and it's, it's it's just good mainly to know. Mainly egos, you know. Right. right. Mainly right. egos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, which yeah. I've you know I had meant I had a big ego after that. <laughs> well, know? why not? Yeah, but I was arrogant and stupid. No, really. Of course, <laughs> of course. You know, so many things happen. You know, because after that, I did the Beach Boys tour. Yeah. And I had this uh, um, trumpet player was on the, the tour that everybody made fun of. Oh. Yeah, and I felt bad for him, even though he was slightly an asshole. Oh. You know, but I still felt sorry for him. And he told me he had songs you wish he could record. So I asked Leon, Leon had a studio in his home. Yeah. And I asked him if I can use the studio. He said, sure. And he let me to use it for nothing. Wow. I got Jeff Percaro on it, huh. Dean Parks, David Hungate, uh-huh. and a guy named Lyle Mays, I believe, on keyboards. Oh, yeah. I used to play with the, uh, 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 um, um, the guitar, uh, Pat Metheny. Wow. Yeah. So from that recording I mean we slept in the studio overnight yeah and uh, from that recording Dean Parks and David Hungate were playing on the Sonny Cher show <laughs> and they didn't know that Jeff Carroll was playing drums and they put the headphones and they listened and they couldn't believe the drummer <laughs> and they got him on the Sonny Cher show uh. from that gig uh-huh. Jeff Carroll was so grateful to me I mean it was like, it was so, he gave me a leather, um, what do you call it, Walkman. Really? Yeah, that huh? Sony had given him two of them. 
you know, because he became so famous and yeah. he gave it to me. Yeah. He gave me one of them. <laughs> he took me to Fresno to pick up my car in his <laughs> little Volvo. He drove me all the way from LA to Fresno. Wow. You Pretty know. good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's keep talking about the band here. Um, uh, Don Preston. Great guitar player, great singer. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cat. Beautiful cat. Yeah. Now, was he part of, of Leon's? Yeah. He was part of Leon's crew. Yeah? Yeah. Was he, he from the South? Do you remember? I don't know if he was from yeah. Tulsa or not. Okay. And but Chris Stanton is still on the still uh, was still part of the band. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Brilliant. Brilliant. But guy. He, was, he was from Joe's earlier band, right? Yeah. yeah. He was in the Grease band. Yeah. yeah. They known each other since they were sixteen. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I mean, when I w- when I was Joe in England, he took mo- me over his mother and father's house. Mm-hmm. I met his mother and father. I stayed overnight there. Did you? And they had an outhouse. Oh, my goodness. I know, man. I know. And then we're set, I'm looking out the window at, down at this outhouse. And I said, yeah, we, that's where we're going. I said, what? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm from the, the poorest part of town. Yeah. Lived in projects. But I never had to, had to go outside <laughs> to take a dump, man. <laughs> Jeez. You know, wow! And he told me it's, that's why he came up with the idea for a little help from my friends in the outhouse. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, Christian uh, was was a, was a keyboard guy. Yeah, but he also was at first a cello player. Really? Unbelievable cello player. Huh. I mean, this guy has a brain. I mean, I can tell you a story. We did a gig in Asbury Park, you know, and that time drugs were prevalent. And yeah. So with three acts before us, and he was, he would, like, take meth and practice 24 hours piano, huh. all you know, in the hotel. Huh. And then we did this gig. First band finished. So we're on. He goes running out. He falls into the orchestra pit. Oh, oh. And people go, oh, oh, is he all right? He gets back. He comes back to the dressing room, limping. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sitting there. There's an amp there with a, without a plug, just two <laughs> wires. <laughs> and the guitar player wanted to, Henry McCullough wanted to practice, you know. He said, I wish that amp would work. So we were in a high school where they had wrought iron, uh-huh. over the bulbs. <laughs> Chris Satan took the wrought iron off, turned the bulb off, poured some water on it, turned the bulb back on, it exploded. <laughs> turned the bulb right off, took the wires and hooked it up to the, the uh, wires and the phone. <laughs> turned back on, the amp went on. This is 1970. I'm thinking, this guy must be related to James Bond or something. That's funny. <laughs> And uh, Carl Radel. Beautiful. Man, one of the sweetest guys. Bass you player. Know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the sweetest guys. He, after the tour, he kept on coming over my house. Yeah? We're listening to uh, Buddy Guy and... Ah. 
who's the other guy? Junior Wells? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Those are that album. We was that the was that the colored vinyl? Is that the one col- colored vinyl? Just I don't a, just the two the of them. Co- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but but Junior Mance was on that too. That piano player. Oh. Yeah. Buddy guy with Junior Junior Wells Junior, uh, and Junior Mance. Junior was singing tired about my body and tired all the time. <laughs> I mean, we wore that record out. I bet. I mean, really wore it out. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the the rhythm section here, um, a bit, you know, just very very memorable um, players and big names. Jim Gordon. Excellent drummer. Yeah. Excellent. Different style than Keltner. Keltner was more of a jazz player because uh-huh. he was playing with Cabal Zabo at the time. Wow. You know. Yeah. And uh, brilliant. Both of them were brilliant. Gordon but, didn't end up too good, did he? No, he's still in jail. Still in jail? Yeah. What'd he do? Killed his mother. Oy. Yeah. Well, when he went... Uh, after Mad Dogs, Keltner was supposed to do the Layla album, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it because he was uh, with the Army Reserve, so he had to go away <laughs> for two weeks. Wow. So Jim Gordon said he would go take his place until he got out, but er- Eric liked him so much that he stayed there. <laughs> but at the time, Eric was into the heroin, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim Gordon and Carl Riddle both got into it. Oh boy! Jim Gordon come back and all of a sudden kills his mother while she's sleeping. Oh boy! And full of blood goes to a, a place called Carmelo's to buy get a drink. The bartender seen the blood all over him. Called the cops. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Um, what about Chuck Blackwell? Man, this guy. <laughs> He played traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, him and Leon like go back. Like, uh, I mean, both of them, fifteen, sixteen, doing gigs in wow. Tulsa. Wow. You know, yeah. Uh, Funny guy, though. I mean, he looked like Robert Redford. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a we were smoking angel dust in a. Oh, oh no. And uh. Manhattan Hotel <laughs> about <laughs> six in the morning, seven in the morning, and Joe says, "Doesn't this angel dust do something cosmic to your hearing?" <laughs> oh. And Chuck, you know, being from Tulsa, me even from New York, it's hard to understand the English accent. Yeah, you know, yeah. It took me a while to understand it. Yeah. And Chuck Blackwell says, what? <laughs> and says, well, doesn't this angel dust do something cosmic to your hearing? And Chuck says, what? <laughs> and Joe says, you're hearing, you're hearing. And Chuck goes, oh yeah, that's some kind of fish, isn't it? <laughs> oh, jeez. That really happened. That really happened. <laughs> I was <laughs> And here's a guy, and, and uh, the other uh, percussion guy that um, uh, I don't think a lot of people know about is Sandy Konikov. Uh, Sandy Konikov. Who yeah. was he? 
He came from Rochester. I don't know how really? he had, I think he was a friend of one of the singers uh-huh. um, that he got on the gig. Mm-hmm. Nice guy, nice guy. Oh, yeah. really, very friendly group, you mm-hmm. know. It turned out, you know, it was over 40 people. And it turned wow. out that little cliques, like, you know, yeah. the city have little cliques, you know. Yeah, yeah. And rounding out the rhythm section was this guy, Bobby Torres. Yeah. Who's that guy? He's a guy from New York that just lucked out on everything. (laughs) Luck will only take you so far. Yeah. Okay, and the the horn section, um, Jim Horn and Bobby Keys. Yeah. Both saxophones. Yeah, Jim Horn. Now, did they both play tenor or or what? No, well, they took turns. Uh Uh-huh. Both played tenor. Uh-huh. You know, Jim Gordon came in, uh, rather, Jim Horn showed up, I think, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he showed up on and off on some gigs, you know. Mm-hmm. But Bobby uh, Bobby Keys was the main tenor player. Yeah. 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 From Lubbock, Texas. Is that right? Yeah. So was was he a, was he a honker? Yeah. Major honker. Yeah. That's that's what he did, you know. It's great. Yeah. Who doesn't like honkers? Yeah. <laughs> I might at that time I wasn't too keen on that, you know. Well, I know. Uh, I understand. Know. Yeah. I was used to listening to jazzers, you know. Right. 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 Especially Sonny Rollins. <laughs> yes. You know. I love Sonny Rollins. Right. Sonny Rollins never laid on it laid on his back on the bar and played with his feet yeah. with his feet up in the air. He never yeah. did that. No. 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 <laughs> but I bet you I bet you Keys did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and um and Jim Price. Now that's somebody I don't I don't Trumpet really know. Player. Yeah, I don't know a lot he about Jim Price. Joe Carcass, uh uh, you are so beautiful, album. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. 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 He had, you know, after Mad Dogs, uh, Joe went through, I think, a, a breakdown. Yeah. You know, because it was five hundred thousand dollar tour, and he made only ten grand. Huh. You know, and he felt he was used and uh, yeah, betrayed. Yeah, you know, by people he trusted. I mean, this guy never. I never saw Joe angry. Never. Really. He held everything inside. That's not good. No, I mean he stayed with me. Yeah. After my, he was living in Danny Cordell's house, and he left him, uh-huh. and he stayed with me because I was living on La Brea. He stayed with me for a week. We slept in the same bed. Wow. But every morning he would go in the corner and just his leg would be going, you know. Uh. 200 times a minute just jiggling uh, uh, uh. and he'd go to the bathroom he stayed there for four hours oh jeez you know that was a sad time what brought him out of it? drinking kept on drinking no I mean did, did he did he get over it? oh uh, it took him a while yeah he found his wife has helped him ah his wife helped him uh huh you know, because he wasn't, he didn't want to go on a tour anymore, she, she, and she convinced him to. Huh. That you know, he was, you know, a talented guy, and he should yeah. go out. 
those singers were really imp- a really important part of that show. Um, uh, Rita Coolidge wasn't didn't didn't she used to be Leon Russell's girlfriend? Yeah, he wrote Superstar about her. Yeah, and she would perform it on stage uh-huh. while she was while Jim Gordon, who was his <laughs> her pres- present beau, and Leon Russell playing the song oh, that geez. he wrote about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's complicated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Donna Washburn. She was a great singer. Yeah? Really up, up girl, you know, always yeah. smiling, you know. She's, she passed away, huh. really young passed away. Yeah. Donna Weiss, another singer. Uh-huh. Who wrote uh, Betty Davis Eyes? Really? Yeah, she wrote that after Mad Dogs. Uh huh. Huh. Wow. And of course, one of the stars was Claudia Lanier. Yes. Yes. Who you can still find her Playboy spread online. <laughs> I never watched it. I never saw it. I didn't want to. You know. <laughs> I still talk to her. You know. <laughs> But, you know, well, I, I made sure to look at it before I interviewed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was spectacular. Oh, yeah. She's a beauty. She was a yeah. beauty. Yeah. And one of the ex-Icats. Right. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean. And they, 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 they wrote Brown, brown sugar. sugar about her. Yeah, Brown Sugar. And and Mick Jagger wrote was about her. Right. And Bowie wrote a, a song about her. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Jeez. And she kept in touch with Bowie until two weeks before he died. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And she didn't even know he was sick. Uh, he never told her. Uh, 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 uh. Beautiful lady, man. Yeah. She's really choice. Really choice. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking with her. Because I, of course, I didn't know her like you did. But yeah. But I really enjoyed talking with her. She's a school teacher. I know. She's yeah. teaching Spanish. <laughs> Do you speak Spanish with her? Every once in a while. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Pamela Poland. She had that dog. Dog? Uh, yeah, she kept, kept that dog on tour. I a dog? Nikita. Well, what kind of dog? No, uh, looked like a jack. A little but, dog. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. She carried it all the time. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> She didn't go on stage with it, did she? No. Oh, that's no, good. No. That's but good. he would the dog would be running around stage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel Moore. Mr. Shambhala. He wrote that song. Is that right? Yeah, he wrote some other song. Huh? I just remember I forget. Uh, you mean the three dog night song? Uh yeah. Yeah. And he with the Everly Brothers, you wrote a song for the Everly Brothers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And Matt Moore wrote Living, uh, Living Is This World Together. Uh-huh. He wrote that one for the tour. Wow. You know? Huh. And so it's been copied so many times. Even Herbie Hancock recorded that Well, let's song. just hope he got the publishing. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He I'm sure. Really smart. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. I was just... He was a beautiful cat. He would come over, bring me books on chords and music. Yeah? You know? Because huh. I wanted to learn about that. Yeah. 
Now, I was just uh, putting a set together for my radio show on Duke Records. And Don Roby, who was the owner of Duke Records, who was famous, the musicians loved him, but he gypped the writers out of all, he, he would just, he just wouldn't, he just took all the writing credit and collected all the publishing. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing happened with that kid who played with uh, Linda Ronstadt, yeah? the guitar player. He wrote Big Bad John. Really? And he, Jimmy Dean was a DJ. <laughs> And he played for Jimmy Jean, and he copied it and got all the royalties. He didn't give anything to that guitar player. Got all the royalties from the sausage, too. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't spend it now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what about Nicole Barkley? That was uh, Bobby Key's girlfriend. Uh-huh. Just hanging around. Uh-huh. You know, it's... I mean, a lot of the girlfriends would jump on stage and sing. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> they wound up overdubbing the background for Mad Dogs because of that. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They overdubbed all the backgrounds. Wow. Yeah, because I the never girls were singing flat and sharp huh? and everything's going on. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you Claudia was one of the people who who, who was in, in doing the overdubbing. Oh yeah, yeah. Claudia, Donna Washburn, Pamela yeah. Pong, the originals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was quite. It was quite an album, quite a tour. I mean, geez, it was great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, every you know, we had our own plane. You know. That's a fond memory, a very fond memory. You, you know? miss those days? Huh? Miss those days? No. No. Right. I, you know. You appreciate them, though. I appreciate them, yeah, of yeah. course. It yeah. got me to where I am now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Speaking of which, got some gigs? Um, playing Rivadelci uh -huh. on the 2nd of October. Uh -huh. And then on the ninth, I'm playing in 503. And where is that, Beaverton or something? That's your band? No, I'm, I, I'm singing, playing with uh, Sean Holmes. Uh -huh. Unbelievable singer. Ah. I'm a, he, in fact, he's on my CD, singing Ghosts with Destiny. Uh-huh. You know. Um, but I'll come a second with my band. Yeah. We just played there last Saturday. and Yeah. I had my both of my sons playing there. Really? Oh boy! People were freaking out. Why? Because they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat down and watched. You know, <laughs> you know I sat in there a little bit. To, wow! These guys play at warp speed. You know. <laughs> so how many pieces are you using in the band now? Four pieces. Ah. Four or five. You know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Depends what they can afford. Yeah. Right. I used to have a 12-piece band. I remember. I, you know, God, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. I remember that gig you did at the Silverton Wine and Jazz Festival with that, 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 that band that size. Wow, I did that in there? I think you did. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you use sax in your band now? Renato. 
Leonardo Caranto. Yes. One of the monsters of the world. In fact, I'm recording his CD. Really? And boy, because I told him, you know, I didn't want to do any copies. Uh-huh. I told him, write some songs. He said, I don't write songs. I said, write them. You're a proficient Great. musician. Write them. And he came up with four songs. Nice. And he, each one is phenomenal. And the way he plays it, you know, he's sure. such an emotional player. I yeah. never heard anybody play sax the way he plays. Yeah, he's special. Yeah, very yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. And a huh. real beautiful cat. Right. Beautiful cat. He and was in a, he was one of the ushers in Manny Pacquiao's wedding. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he just came that. from Vegas to watch, <laughs> from watching that fight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I, I did an interview with um, Esperanza Spalding one time, and she said that Renata was her favorite guy to tour with. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's really a beautiful cat, man. Yeah. So you have a, you have a, uh, you produced an album with Israel Anno, right? Yes, yes. The, the, uh, he's, he's a, is he a percussionist or a drummer? Both. Ah, I mean, you know, uh-huh. drum is considered a percussion. Well, I know that, but you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. When you say yeah. drummer, but he you usually think of everything. traps. He plays yeah. everything. Uh-huh. You know, cajon, bongos, congas, cymbales. Uh-huh. You know, he even does bird calls. Really? On the album, at the end of this one of the songs on the CD, you uh-huh. hear him doing bird calls. Huh. <laughs> I, I, I insisted to him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of birds? I don't know. Oh, okay. But they they sound different. They, everyone's different. You know, especially how he does it, you know. Yeah. He, he does it out of the side of his mouth, you know. <laughs> Living in an environment he was in Ghana, he just imitated all the gr- the birds there. <laughs> Another beautiful guy. Yeah. Another beautiful guy. What is your what what is your approach to producing? Well, I in the uh, nineteen seventy five, I worked with a guy named um, Johnny Bristol. Oh yeah, he was a famous producer from Motown. Absolutely, you know, and uh, he hired me for his band. Yeah, and I was so impressed with this guy. That I when we recorded his CD at a studio, Davlin Studios in L.A., I'd go there even if I wasn't playing. I just wanted to learn. Wow! And he was, you know, he was he was giving guy, but to a certain extent he was strict also. Uh huh. But I went there, boom, about three months every day. I went there, you know. And eventually, he would ask me ideas. And I would, you know, we'll try this for background. And he'd use it. Uh-huh. You know, so he, he encouraged me. I would go over to his house and listening to him write songs. Hmm. He asked me if I had any songs, any chords that I can play. And I played one of them that I wrote for my then-wife. Uh-huh. And he made a whole different song out of it. Wow. And not only that, I'm playing the chords and he, he sings these lyrics. He says, well, maybe not. 
He comes with a whole bunch of the different languages. I couldn't believe how fluent he was. Huh. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, he was amazingly fluent for words. Uh-huh. You know, like uh, rappers just singing off the top of the rap off the top of the head. Yeah. He would write songs off the top of He wrote 25 Miles. Uh-huh. Edwin Starr. Yeah. What does well, what does it take to win your love from me, Jimmy yeah. Walker? Right. You know, Daddy could swear I declare uh-huh. Diana Ross. Uh-huh. I mean, he had a, he produced uh-huh. he even produced Tom Jones. Is that right? Yeah, and he even told Tom Jones he sang flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Tom. You're singing flat. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Wonder what the reaction to that one was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tom's son told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, when we were talking about what uh, what tune to play on uh, uh, going out here, uh, you suggested the the first tune from Israel Ano's album, which Afuebe. you produced. Huh? Afuebe. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, I forget. Know. Okay. I forget. Some, you know, it's some a great of the, word, though. It's yeah, a, yeah. Some of the songs is like uh, uh, the um, about the weather uh-huh. or what, how people lie. <laughs> you know, just off the walls. You know, words. I I couldn't even pronounce them. Yeah. He would laugh at me every time he <laughs> I pronounce the song. <laughs> well, congratulations on 51 years of that uh, of, of fame with that album. You know, I mean, it's just it's a classic and always will be. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Anything and, for you, Tom. Hey. You know that. <laughs> TD. All right. Let's listen to Israel. I know. And as we'd like to say at the end of all these. That's entertainment. Yeah.